Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Boublet. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Boublet. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office, as well as the firm's tax practice leader. This is one of a series of podcasts we're running on the federal government's legislation designed to help businesses out in fighting and dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Our guest today is Andy Tarquinio, who's a tax partner in our Melville, Long Island office. Andy, welcome. Thank you, Joe. Good to be here. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come uh, talk on this podcast. Before we get started into the detailed questions, what do you think in general about the business tax provisions that were enacted by the CARES Act? Joe, when I think about the new business tax provisions um, contained in the Act, I find it easier uh, to break them down into three specific segments. The first segment uh, having to do with wage credits and payroll tax deferral for the current tax year. The second is the rollback of three key um, recently enacted tax provisions that limit the, the ability for individuals and corporations alike to deduct losses. Those are in the NOL net operating loss area, the excess business loss limitation area, and the new business interest expense limitations. The third area is the long-awaited, much-needed fix for qualified improvement property. These provisions are all designed to provide much-needed liquidity for businesses and individuals that were hurt by the current crisis. Okay, great. Uh, uh, That makes sense. So why don't we take those in those three uh, areas one by one. Let's start with the employer retention credit, and then we'll talk a little bit about the payroll tax deferral. The provisions, um, these provisions in the employee retention credit grant eligible employers, including certain non-for-profits, a refundable credit against the employer's share of Social Security payroll taxes equal to 50% of qualifying wages paid to employees. Due to the employer's full or partial suspension of business due to a government order or significant decline in gross receipts. The credit is limited to $10,000 for qualifying wages per employee. So 50% times $10,000 yields a maximum credit of $5,000. On wages paid after March 12, 2020 and before January 1, 2021. Uh, Government employers unfortunately do not qualify for this credit and there are some special limitations that apply as well. Okay, and then I want to talk a little bit about the payroll tax deferral. How does that work? The, this provision allows employers to defer 100% of the 6.2% employer portion of payroll taxes and allow self-employed individuals to defer 50% of their self-employment taxes. This deferral applies to payroll taxes due for the period uh, beginning March 27, 2020, and ending on December 31st, 2020. The deferral allows you to defer the payment of payroll taxes 50% to December 31st, 2021, and the other 50% December 31st, 2022. Now, what happens if somebody were to get the uh, so-called payroll protection loan? How does that work with regard to these two particular items? Well, 
in looking at the employee retention credit, the credit is not available to employers receiving small business interruption loans under the 7A portion of the loan of the act. No credit is available with respect to employee for any period for which employer is um, covered, the employee is covered under the work opportunity tax credit. And wages do not include amounts taken into account uh, for sick pay or required pay for family leave under the family's first um, uh, coronavirus act. In the case of, of payroll tax deferral, um, to the extent that you receive loan forgiveness on any one of these loan programs, um, you're not allowed uh, to defer payroll taxes as well. That makes sense that you can't get uh, benefit for both programs. So, Andy, let's now turn to your second bucket of provisions, and that's the NOLs, excess business losses, and business interests. So, let's just start with the business interest expense limitation and rollback that you referred to. Well, prior to recent tax reform, um, interest expense was, was always deductible 100%. But under um, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, the deduction for business expense, business interest expense is limited to 30% of something called adjusted taxable income plus business interest income. The act makes two significant changes here. Uh, first, it limits the amount of deductible business interest expense from 30% to 50% of adjusted taxable income for tax years beginning in 2019 or 2020. And second, the act would provide for an election for taxpayers to use their 2019 adjusted taxable income instead of 2020 adjusted taxable income with the hope that 2019 adjusted taxable income would be higher than 2020, thereby allowing for greater deductions of interest expense beginning in 2019. Okay, so the whole concept is a rollback of the TCJA provisions to allow more business interest, business interest expense to be deductible, increase losses, reduce taxable income. So now in the case of uh, individuals who have excess business losses, what have they done there? With respect to excess business losses, again, uh, under recently enacted tax reform, um, business losses were limited to uh, business income, less a threshold amount, $250,000 a year for most taxpayers, and $500,000 a year in case of joint filers. Uh, the Act retroactively defers the effective date of this provision to tax years beginning after 2020. So losses from 2018 and 19 can carry back five years to claim refunds. So the excess business losses, though, you can deduct um, and then see what happens if you have an NOL or what have you. So now let's talk about the NOL provisions. So also beginning in 2018, um, the net of loss provisions um, changed in, in a very significant way. Prior to tax reform, net of losses could be carried forward. Have 20 years and carried back two years and offset 100% of taxable income. Tax reform changed those rules and only allow a carry forward of losses incurred post 2017 um, and only um, allowed um, up to 80% of taxable income for any losses post 2017. The new tax act rolls back those provisions 
such that losses arising in 2018, 19, and 20 can be carried back to the prior five years. There was some discussion when the act was coming through the Senate as to whether or not this carryback would entitle taxpayers to claim refunds based on the higher pre-tax cuts and drawbacks uh, tax rates of 35% and 39.6% for individuals or the recently acted lower rates. And it turns out that um, when, you, when you file a claim for refund and carryback, you get the higher tax rate. This is just another example of how the act can provide for much needed liquidity for businesses individuals that were hurt by the crisis. So you, if you've got people there, obviously they filed their 2018 return already. If they have an NOL already on that return, they can immediately carry that back five years and get some money back immediately. If they have excess business losses that were limited, they can amend the 18 return, take more deductions, offsetting non-business income on the 18 return, maybe create an NOL and carry that back. Is that fair? That's, that's absolutely correct, Joe. Okay, good. So this is, these are, this is a good method to get money into the system and get it quickly. So that, again, as, as Andy said, very favorable. And then Andy, let's just turn to the last category you outlined at the beginning and let's talk about the fix to the qualified improvement depreciation rule. So the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act um, um, introduced the concept of taking 100% bonus depreciation on assets that had a recovery period of 20 years or less. And prior to 2018, qualified improvements had a 15-year recovery period. So when 100% bonus depreciation came into effect on the, the, the recently acted legislation, um, retailers, restaurants, and anyone making qualified improvements were expecting to immediately write those assets off. Um, however, when the Act, when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was issued, there was a, um, an error in the way the Act was, um, was crafted in such that qualified improvement property had a 39-year life and thus did not qualify for bonus depreciation. Um, the CARES Act corrects that, uh, makes a technical correction effective 1-1-2018. So taxpayers have the ability um, to go back and amend tax returns and claim that deduction, or perhaps there will be some other administrative relief to capture the savings in other ways. Okay, now this was a long-awaited fix. I know it was in a couple bills, never went anywhere. So I'm glad they got this in this one, right? Agreed. Yeah. Okay, well, Andy, I appreciate you coming in again. Um, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule. I would say to everyone out there, please stay safe. You and your families carry on and please look out for our other podcasts. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.